<laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Nothing. I just laughed because he gave us the finger. It was just funny. Really? All right. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is the Wrestling Week in Review. I want to say thank you for listening. If you just found us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com, at the KF Podcast and all your social media needs. And uh, check us out on uh, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. We do a uh, Pop Culture Week in Review. We also do a lot of other nonsense. Um, we start to do interviews now, so check us out there. But... Uh, it's me and Don and Justin, and we're going to break down wrestling in the last seven days. That's right. We're going to go Friday to Thursday, like we do. Well, yep. I don't know why I said it like that. but well, sounded like something. All right. So, you know, to start the show, we just have a little bit of a bad news that's been going around. I just figured we'd touch on it. Uh, WWE wrestler Shad Gaspard from Crime Time Days. Uh, passed away this week in a very, very terrible, terrible um, accident. Very sad. Um, swimming with his son, with his like ten-year-old son, kind of got caught up in a current, got swept out to sea. Uh, the lifeguard tried to rescue him. He grabbed his son, rescued his son. Was gonna go for Shad, but then Shad told him to take his son to safety and come back for him. And by the time he got back there, he was gone. Um, couldn't find him. They had crews looking for him searching for him didn't find him to three days later very far down like miles down the beach you know they his body washed up on shore um it's just crazy i mean he's a big strong guy you know like six foot five strong i know i don't know if he like was a good swimmer or not or or whatever but i mean not like a weakling little dude out there no uh, just scary that the ocean those rip currents are terrible it just does that to you. You know, like I don't even know why they let people swim there. You know, like I don't. It's crazy. Very sad. Very very tragic. Thirty nine years old. Really nice guy. Really liked and respected by a lot of people in the business. Has mm-hmm. been on the indie scene here for a while. Um, I really liked Crime Time back in the in the day. I always thought he was pretty good. Oh yeah, I thought the worst thing they ever did was break them up and make him like you know they they really don't know what to do with that kind of. Talent, yeah. Yeah, they seemed because they reminded me of a better end zone cast. You have JTG that was smaller, talked well, and it was like, you know, the you know, starting shit, and then you had Shad who was like the heater, he was the big guy, you know. It was a much better wrestler than uh, <laughs> uh Big Cass. Big Cass was. He was yeah. a talented dude. Yeah. Did you know that he uh, the new God of War, um, when they did it and it was like the Viking mythology, he was the uh they the body of uh oh, really? Kratos that was they it was all based on him and he did all the CGI for the uh fight scenes and that kind of stuff and really uh so he's he's had a very successful career. He was in uh Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey movie as in the as one of the one of the henchmen or one of the, like the bouncer guys. So he was a big actor and did a lot of stuff outside of the wrestling community as well and it's 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 he he you know the way he passed was very no heroic, but it's tragic. Yeah, very, oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, a lot of people coming out talking about him that like I didn't even realize were friends. Like for example, Killer Cross from NXT like kind of broke character on his Instagram. You know, and instead of all the dark apocalyptic stuff, he was like, you know, this is one of my best friends, and uh, you know, like a the person that really helped me in my career, and I love him. He's a brother of mine, and you know, a lot of people coming out really upset about it. So he definitely touched a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. So sad, sad stuff. 
Yeah, so, you know, rest in peace. Um, you know, prayers and thoughts and prayers for his family, for sure. All right, so um, let's get into some wrestling stuff. Um, Friday Night SmackDown, really, I don't know if you watched any of this, Ken, or you were up on it. Really, only the main storyline of SmackDown was, of course, Otis had the money in the bank. Um, you had Miz and Morrison making fun of him in the beginning. Um mm-hmm. And then him trying to find a partner, and no one really wanting to team with Otis. Wait, wait, wait what about his tag team partner, Tucker? Tucker was was not there. He was injured or something. Which you know that's not true. You know Tucker's there. They just don't want to use him. I feel really bad for Tucker. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, he ended up tagging, of course, with Braun Strowman, just to build up the whole thing. Is he going to cash in on him and all that stuff? You know, um, I don't know. I don't mind Otis. It's just very. Like, he's not ready for, like, microphone talking and a lot of that. You know, he's likable. People seem to like him. But, you know, he was really struggling in that ring trying to talk to Miz and Morrison and, like, keep up. And, you know, he was funny interacting with Braun at the end. But, you know, very, very strange. I don't feel like he's got the, the like, verbal chops. But he, he his emotion, he acts very well. A lot yeah. of his facial reactions, his body movement. His surprise like, looks and yeah, all yeah, yeah, the things yeah, that he yeah, does yeah. and acting yeah, crazy, you know. He's He does a very good job of selling with his face is what they, they say a lot, like his emotions yeah. on the face. But maybe the just the, the words and the, the actual ability to, like, yeah, you know, put that all together. But, you know, he's young. They're, they're new. Like, But, you know, I, I really wish they would have just kept them you know, as a tag team, so. Yeah, maybe they still will once this is over. Who knows? Yeah. Um, then you had the return of the uh, wild card rule 2.0 now. So, I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed when I saw that. Charlotte was on SmackDown, and it, from what I understand, though, is that it can only be used four times a year, which seems like... All right, well, you already have Baron Corbin on Raw on Monday. Charlotte was on SmackDown. Charlotte's going to be on SmackDown again to fight Bayley. And AJ's taking place in the Intercontinental Tournament. Like, well, there's your four. Yeah. Like, the, this, are you done? This, this four shit's only... You, you know how WWE is with rules. Like, oh, you're not supposed to remember that it's only four times a year. Like, don't even worry about it, because it's going to happen all the time now. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's... And it's sad. They have such a deep roster. You can't make anything interesting out of the guys that live in Florida. And, and like, honestly, it's just it's just that now it's like it, apparently this was a Fox USA decision because they wanted to make ratings better. This isn't gonna help with ratings. This just annoys people. That like, why is Baron Corbin on Raw? Like, we don't care about Baron Corbin on Raw. This is Raw. Like, I want to see guys that they haven't used yet. You know. Like, why Charlotte out there getting involved in the women's? Now, her promo with Bailey and Sasha wasn't bad. Like, when I watched it, it was actually pretty good. Like, it was just her trying to get, like, Sasha to go, like, what the hell's wrong with you? You used to be a champion. Now you're just, like, bowing down to Bailey. You know, and it, it was, like, Bailey getting nervous. So it wasn't bad, but it's just I, not necessary. I can't, I can't watch a Charlotte Flair promo anymore because she has got to talk like this and <laughs> constantly talk and, and i'm like i just there's no like her promo 
like cadence bothers the shit out of me and I just yeah. don't even bother with it anymore. Yeah. I literally was like, Oh, this could be interesting. And she's like, Becky, if you, uh, I'm like, Nope, done, done with your stupid face. Charlotte flair. I'm over you. Go to like, I just, it's, uh, it's frustrating. I'm fine. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't deal with her. She's the worst. She's the worst. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much the premise of, of uh, SmackDown. I mean, nothing, too exciting. Uh, they have the they're they're doing a tournament, of course, for the Intercontinental Belt, which I don't mind because apparently Sami Zayn they stripped it from him because he can't compete. Which uh, is yeah, I, I get it, but I'm not a fan of it. But I understand. Yeah. So Daniel Bryan took on Drew Gulak in the first round of that, and of course Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan won. There's probably going to be a heel turn there with one of them eventually. They're like kind of friends and respect each other, but uh. What with Drew Gulak and, and Daniel Drew Bryan? Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan, like they had to fight each other, even though they're friends, and they had a, like a competitive match and shook hands afterwards. But like Gulak lost again. Like there's, you know, I feel like they're building something there. I'll bet you a million dollars there's no heel turn for this situation. No, I, I bet it's the last time you ever see Drew Gulak on WWE. You never see him again after this? No, because he got fired yesterday. Or they, 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 he's not on WWE anymore. He was released. Are you for real? I, I'm a hundred percent. I know how I like to shit on you and do that, but look it up. Drew Gulak got released. I think yesterday, Tuesday. It was earlier this week. It was after Monday. They wanted to give him a. He wanted. They wanted to re-sign him in his regular contract he was doing on 205 Live, and he because he was on SmackDown, he wanted a raise, and they did not. I say that so they just released him. It expired after the last episode of SmackDown. Yep. And uh, we'll talk about this later if we break down uh, money or not or uh, double or nothing for AEW. There's a mystery spot in that ladder match for the championship title. Would not be surprised if Gula, Drew Gulak shows up for that because he, unlike all the other people that's been released, he has no. He's like Matt Hardy. He's got no yeah, 90 day contract. He's done. Yeah. So. Wow. Interesting. And they're doing a battle royal before uh, money, or they're doing a battle yeah, royal. Yeah, so but there's a lot of places. So yeah, there's no heel turn coming, buddy. He, he's done. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. I didn't have that piece of information. I should have known. That's why I'm here. Bang. That's right. Um. So then we go to Monday Night Raw. Did you happen? To, you don't watch. You haven't watched it, so I should stop asking you that, right? I, I I was. It was on while I was doing the wrestling figure auction that I'm a part of on that. Oh, okay. Trip. Okay. Did um, you? Side note: We the, the, our first auction got shut down because we were running Raw in the background, and WWE shut us down for copyright infringement. Oh, really? For for music? Yeah. Halfway through the auction, it got Facebook shut us down because it it was violating copyright. Wow. Yeah. What? have 30 people watching it 17 17 and they're worried about that yep or they're just their bots scan for that and hit all that huh oh, i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure vince wasn't like those efforts <laughs> shut it down uh so um raw you had edge and orton which i really didn't understand why they had that edge needed a week to decide that yeah he'll fight him in a match like that was completely pointless to me i really don't understand the, the purpose of that but that was just kind of stupid in the age uh, of social media it's so dated like it's so dated yeah it's just a dated thing to do um then you had rollins out there explaining his whole thing and um yeah murphy and, and berto wrestled not too bad it was okay uh your girl charlotte flair was out again 
she seems like she's on every fucking show. I don't understand why they think Charlotte is like a ratings grab. You know, people, I, I don't understand. But I say the same thing I say all the time. If Charlotte Flair, her contract expired, and she showed up on Dynamite, it would be the biggest thing in the world. And all those fans on there would be like, oh, my God, she's great. I love Charlotte Flair. All of a sudden, they would love Charlotte Flair. It would be the greatest thing in the world. Ashley Flair, or whatever her na- real name is, you know. Uh, they would love it, but yeah, they need to do something. They need to do less of her, I think, on on here. Vince tends to think that she's the the ratings answer, where I don't think she is, even though I'm a fan and I like her. You know, one show's enough. Not three. Um, Nia Jax came out and beat up <laughs> uh, people. I, I I don't get Nia Jax. I really don't understand like the appeal of her. I think, I, I think she's terrible. I think she's terrible in the ring. I think she's terrible on her acting. I just think all around it's terrible. That whole situation was booked so strange Very because, strange. because like, so you have like the celebration of Oscar and you have Nia Jax come down and like try to cut an intimidating promo, which she just can't. Yeah. She just tries to be like, goofy. Yeah. Like it's, it's strange. And then like, whenever my, the thing that I thought was dumb was like Oscar and uh, Kyrie Zane are in the back and they go, all right, we're going to go our separate ways. And they just go. And then evil Nia Jax is in the background, like lurking. lurking. Like, yeah. It was so bad. Like she's sneaking around. No one can see her. Yeah. She's kind of creeping up on everybody. Terrible. I don't, I don't get it. I don't I get really, the Nia Jax love. I really thought this would be the chance for them to like, show that Oscar's like cunning and be like, oh, okay. Like fake that they were like, yeah, of course she's going to jump her. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, well here's Kyrie saying just playing her flute on a box. Like yeah, what was that? Yeah. that? It was just, it was very, it was all strange. It was all very, very strange. strange. Very, very strange. Um, then you had Bobby Lashley for Star Truth. I like what they're doing with Bobby Lashley. I think it's good that they're getting him away from the Lana stuff. I like him with MVP. I like that he's probably lining up to maybe face uh, McIntyre, which I think will be a good opponent for him. I like that they're doing more with Lashley. So here's my question. Did they pretty much say that he dumped her? Because I saw that like he was talking to MVP, and then it cut to Lana just yelling in the back. He said to MVP that like he kind of like agreed with him that like he needed a new uh you needed a new someone someone to watch her back instead of Lana and all that. And she like listened in on the interview and then started screaming. Then Lana they need to get rid of. I mean that's a person they need to fire. You know, you got you got rid of Rusev. There's no point with Lana without Rusev to me. She can't wrestle uh, I, she's just annoying in the ring at this point, you know, mm-hmm. you know, as the Russian person that she did her character with Rusev, it worked well before. I don't know what you do with her now. She's not a good valet. It, it's just, she's not good on the microphone when yeah. she's not doing the Russian stuff. So yeah. I, I just don't know what you do with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't either. Like it just doesn't, I, I would turn her into like a Charlie Caruso and make her interview people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, really, that's what she could do. I, I don't really see much more. Yeah. Unless she really worked on her wrestling, it's it's correct. Like, awful, man. We've I, seen it. You know, they Natalie Natalia has worked with her. Becky's. I mean, all these wrestlers have worked with her. It's the same like three moves when she gets in a ring. A couple kicks. It's not there. Maybe that her wrestling style worked when Tori Wilson and Stacy Keebler were there. It doesn't work when you're in a ring with. 
uh, Baszler and Asuka and all these other girls. It just doesn't work. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. Um, then you had the women's tag team match, which to me was so weird the way that match was booked. It was over so quickly, and it was like so odd. Like nothing happened in it, and it was just like all of a sudden uh, – What's her name? Peyton Royce just goes crazy and starts beating the shit out of Alexa Bliss. And that's WWE's new thing now is beat somebody up so bad that you get disqualified. They've done it two weeks in a row now. It's like their new thing. It's their new thing where you're, you're just hammering on someone and they're like, I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. And they're like, one more time. And they're like, disqualify and you get disqualified. It's their new go-to. They absolutely Thanks. love it. Makes no sense. Why would you disqualify someone for like fighting someone? That's what you're doing. Yeah, like, the week before, because Seth Rollins uh, was fighting Mysterio, took him outside of the ring and threw him into the turn thing, and they're like, "Seth, you're disqualified." I'm like, "No," and that, they have done way worse than that in matches. And then, like, it makes no sense. But it's their new thing now. It's the thing that they like to do. That's so dumb. There's another thing they're doing. I can't remember it right now. <laughs> I wrote this down when I was watching NXT last night. Oh, shit. Maybe it'll come to me. I didn't watch NXT, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't help you. Um, next, you had Baszler and Natalia again. I actually like what they're doing with this. Like, Natalia's, like, can't beat her and is trying to get past her. She couldn't beat her wrestling. She couldn't beat her in submission. She goes crazy afterward and throws a fit. It seems like they're trying, like, trying to change up her goody two-shoes character a little bit, so maybe that'll be a good thing. Good, uh, yeah. Anything that, that makes her different, like I, they should make her more of a shoot. Like they don't play into the heart dungeon enough, like that she was trained in, and she's like, she's just always like, you know, cat emojis and smiles. And I think that's what they should do. I think she should, Shayna should beat her so many times that eventually she just starts acting like Shayna, and then maybe the two of them work together as like these submission wrestlers beating the whole division up. You know? Yeah. I think you could do something like that. Um. Then you had Kevin, the Kevin Owens show, which I thought he was pretty funny. It was good to see KO back interviewing uh, Andrade and Angel Garza and her team. Um, and then they did the, they did it again with the Seth Rollins angle that I like. Uh, Angel Garza and Andrade beat up um, uh, Austin Theory. Austin Theory because they didn't like him in their group. And then he just kind of laid there at ringside, and they did like the Buddy Murphy thing over again, where Seth went and uh, asked him to join it. And uh, he went in and helped um, Buddy Murphy against Alistair Black. I thought that was good. I like, I like the broken character. Then like Rollins is like the Messiah that convinces to come over, and Buddy Murphy was or Murphy was like a little jealous of it. You know, I thought that was, I thought that was well done. I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind it. Like I was kind of watching it, you know, not paying a whole lot of attention. So the Kevin Owens show wasn't set up. They just had shit thrown around. That like, did someone mess it up or like? Kevin Owens show, they were setting, after Natalia lost, she was just sitting in the ring, and they came in and started setting up the the, the, K, the KO show, and oh, then the yeah. you need to go in the back, and she pushed the guy and started destroying his set. So when he got down to the ring, he was like, what the hell happened here? I come back after four weeks, and my set gets destroyed. And uh, so they were, like, tying each angle into it, which was, was good. And then, like, after um, they beat up, Theory, he was just laying ringside because they dropped him on his head, okay. and uh, which he never really fit in with that group either because yeah, it's like uh, a Latino stable, and it just seemed like he was an odd choice in there. He he works good with um Murphy and Rollins. He's better in that. Twenty two years old, yeah. he would be more susceptible to like this 
messiah guy talking to you like he can help you and Rollins, you know. It's good, especially since he can't use um, AOP since one of them is hurt. So when one's hurt, means both of them have to be out because WWE rolls, you know. That's so, so good. This is your chance. I know. This is your chance to, to like actually have a personality and separate the two. So dumb. That's a dumb Vince McMahon role, but, you know, that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> then you had axe-throwing competitions with the Viking Raiders and, and the Street Profits. Now... I don't mind this that like they're trying to do like something entertaining or whatever. Like the basketball thing wasn't bad, but like it's getting to be too much. It's like, come on, these guys are like these guys are the Viking Raiders and they're like doing these comedy skits. You know, they can't decide if they want them to be serious or do comedy skits. I didn't understand why it had to be the entire show. Yes, yeah. because it was like broken up into how many segments that happened throughout the entire show is this uh, yeah yeah and then like it was like oh you know we can't do this and it shows like the axe thrown through the air and then it like breaks into the pop car and yeah like it just was like it was it was too much like if it was one segment okay yeah. like yeah well, that's one or two segments it was you know it just gets I don't to be know. a little bit much yeah um, and then he had Drew McIntyre taking on King Corbin. He beat him, and but then they did the whole Bobby Lashley stuff with this at the end. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was okay. It was all right. I like Drew. Drew, you know, I still feel bad for Drew that he can't wrestle in front of some fans, but, you know, maybe one day. So that was Raw. Um, then on Wednesday, we had NXT. So you didn't get to watch any of NXT, huh? No, uh, I didn't get a chance to yet. NXT started off again with Karrion uh, Cross with his en- entrance. I like I like everything about this guy. I, I love the entrance. I love Scarlett uh, Bordeaux with him. I mean, his he he fought some jobber and just was throwing him around like crap. I mean, he's just it just looks really good. It looks and feels good. And then Champa came out, got in his face, and uh, told him that he wanted to wrestle him at uh, the next um, takeover, which is called Takeover in Your House, which I think which is, is funny. Which is great, yeah. Doing that again, so he's gonna face him. I mean, he's so much bigger than Champa, though. When he stands next to him, it looks really. Uh, Will you forget how small Champa and Gargano is whenever they're just, uh, you know, wrestling NXT guy like your normal Velveteen Dream and those guys because they're all smaller guys. So yeah, when you yeah, see him, good. I think he has a really good shot at being a big star unless they screw him up and 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 mess with him, you know, which they could. But I mean, the guy's got the tools that Vince McMahon likes. You know, and has a good gimmick that like would work really well. So we'll see where he goes. But so far, so good. I like what I see out of him. Um, then you had more of this tournament, and uh, I'm gonna keep calling him King Cuerno because that's who he is for me, not uh, Dale Phantasma or whatever. But he won. Um, a funny segment then. Mia Yim wrestled my girl Santana Garrett, who can't get a win on NXT to save her life. I feel bad for her. Uh-huh. She. She is good. We could never get a win. And then Gargano and um, his wife came out and just started making fun of Mia Yim. And we're just like, teasing her, saying she sucks and all this stuff. And then Johnny Gargano like pulled the rope down and she fell out of it. And this, of course, made Keith Lee come out because that's his girlfriend. Oh, and yeah, that's right. Yeah. Gargano was like, whoa, watch out. This big guy's in the ring now. Oh, he's scary. Look at this guy. He's, I liked it, the role they were making those two good. They're just... Like being themselves, they're letting them talk more and be more, oh, yeah. and then it's good. He's they're doing a good job. So him and Keith Lee will probably feud now. Um, Roderick Strong took on Dexter Loomis, who is absolutely hilarious. 
I'm so glad that he's getting some screen time because he lives in Florida. Um, and that was good. Um, Danny Birch and Ernie Larkin and Ever Rise, I fast forward it because I do not care. Uh, it does nothing for me. I would uh, mind watching that Ever Rise team because they were in Chikara is the 3.0. Um, there's actually one to the, the Chikara is the King of Trios. They tagged with Sami Zayn as El Generico and they were 3.0 lay. It was just something. But. And Birch and Larkin won. They're kind of building, try to build them back up to maybe if we go fight Imperium since they really do, they're short on tag teams since a lot of their guys are stuck in different locations. Where's Bobby uh, Fish? Wanted to get the Undisputed Era back in there. And... O'Reilly's not. I don't know where Kyle O'Reilly is. Oh, I don't know. Even on Adam Cole's like web show that he does, but he hasn't been there. Maybe he doesn't feel comfortable or I don't know. He's not yeah. around. So three of them. Um, then you had Drake Maverick still a win over Kushida uh, by doing a roll-up win. Now it's a three-man Kushida versus Maverick versus um, uh, that one guy. What's Del Phantasma. No, um, the one who um, is the openly gay star, Jake Atlas. Oh, okay. I don't know. I was just having they all have, they're all two and one, so they're going to have a match in the winner will go to the pay-per-view to uh, take on the winner from the other side. So they're still pushing Drake Maverick along. You know, I don't know. I don't know if he has a new deal or what, but it's making this last. That's for sure. Hey, it's all you can do. You know, take your shots when you have them. And then they did Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai, and it was a really good match, but of course Charlotte Flair interrupted it and, and caused the DQ, which you knew that was going to happen. That was very predictable. You knew they weren't going to let either one of these girls take a loss. Uh, it just wasn't going to happen. So, probably setting up a triple threat, I would imagine, for that. So that was on the WWE side. So taking a look at the ratings, um, NXT AEW ratings went up. NXT ratings went down. They can't be happy with these numbers. Uh, AEW did uh, about seven hundred thousand, while NXT came in at five ninety two. So being watching WWE for the first time in my, like, it's, you know, since the, I think I watched a couple the first week of the, you know, no audience shows, the feel was completely different between the two shows. Oh yeah. Like, like, just having the wrestlers being around the ring, like, and he- hearing some interaction is night and day compared to watching WWE. Well, here's the thing with it, Ken. You're watching three... If you watch all the WWE program, you're watching three shows from the same building. Yeah. And it's it just all- like it's, it's an AEW show, unless you watch Dark, which I don't, but it's one AEW show, one night a week, two hours. There is seven hours of wrestling from the Performance Center alone each week. There's yeah. no new crowds. There's nothing new. There's nothing like different. It's just the same location. That's why they on these pay-per-views and they've been trying to do these, the graveyard match, the match in the building, stuff like that. They need to do more of them during the week. They need yeah. to give some kind of different feel to it. That was one of the best things about the uh, Maverick and Kushida match was that Jake Atlas came out and was like cheering for Maverick. And it was like, I know you don't want to steal a concept over from AEW, but you need to have some wrestlers ringside. Like mm-hmm. you, it helps so much when you can hear heckling going on and talking going yeah. on and like things. I don't know if they don't want to do it because they'll feel like it's copying, but who cares at this point? Vince cares. The higher ups there care. 
they don't want they they're trying to be so different all the time that it's it's you know that you can tell they're trying so hard to not feel like there's competition that clearly yeah. that there is competition there is. and you need to you need to take cues from him i mean one of the things you took a cue from them was the ring it was the camera angle the camera angle used to be on the side where all wwe shows are and then they took the AEW camera angle of looking straight on so you're looking at the entrance ramp yeah start putting some people in, in the if you don't want to do wrestlers then do like random fans you know what i mean like with face mask on. I'm sure there's something you could do to make it feel a little different, but you need to have that element of, of noise. There's enough, there's enough people that work for WWE in Florida that would, that you could put like, you know, someone every six feet around the ring and just have them be vocal. And the best thing for AEW is having Billy Gunn's son work for that company. Cause he's the loudest person. He is loud. loud. And look at like the things of like, if you would put some of your NXT talent around the ring or your performance center talent, look what it did for like when he put like some of QT Marshall's guys around the ring. Nobody would know who Pineapple Pete was unless they started calling him out and he was getting involved. Yeah, Sugar Dunkington. Thank you know Chris Jericho gave him the shine and selling shirts on pro wrestling tees. So yeah, you got you got you to gotta do something different. You got to do more of that because. Um, three shows a week it's just it's like from the same spot it's like you're watching the same show you know yeah um so let's get into dynamite uh dynamite started off with um you had a Brody lee interview first yes what did you think of the Brody lee interview i'm trying to think of the Brody lee interview is it the one where it was he came out the belt and he told number 10 to make oh, sure yeah. you kneel properly you're not kneeling properly more events oh, yeah. man type stuff you know, real. I thought it was like really, really heavy Vince McMahon and not like exalted one cult leader. You know, it was like, you know. I'm wondering if they're getting away from it just because we don't know when the borders to Canada will be open. So, like, do you still like have the evil Uno and the the cult aspect of it whenever you don't have the guys that are kind of leading that thought process? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's tough. I I don't mind where they're going with it. I like that tens like the knight, uh, you know the uh, the you know has been knighted in the dark order and is kind I of felt, felt like Brody Lee struggled a little bit during the during it. Like there was a few words he stumbled over and was kind of a little like got a little lost in the weeds there and it went a little long and then he like finally got back into it. Um, one thing I think is hilarious is why is John Moxley always waiting outside until it's time for him to come in? You know what I mean? Like they cue his music and then they actually cut to him and then he starts walking. Like, yeah. why, why are you outside? Like every time, are you, do you not come to the arena? Like, you know, like I don't understand why he's outside constantly. It's so silly to me. His long, I have to walk to the crowd entrance. I wish they would get rid of that. I, I don't, I mean, it makes it different. Like he's coming from the crowd and yeah. cause there's not a crowd. So he's got to walk from the parking lot. Yeah. Just wait, waits in, in Jericho's car that bought him. He bought him yeah. and then hang out until hang out. now, uh, him and 10, it was good. At least, you know, 10 got a little bit of offense in there. Uh, yeah, obviously, bad. obviously 10's a better wrestler, but then he won. Um, then he was like, I'm going to break his arm unless you bring my belt back. Because I'm not going to chase you. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, you're not bringing it back. Well, I'm just going to break his arm. Like, I liked it. I liked that whole part of it. I like that, you know, it kind of 
shows that Brody Lee doesn't care about them. You know, it's, it makes it, it I think it gives the character some more depth. Yeah. Also gives some like, you know, uh, you know, like, oh, you could, you know, maybe 10 old, because they started using his real name, so you never know if he'll leave the Dark Order and have that whole situation. Yeah. There's, AEW's good at creating different layers to possible storylines. What if 10 is Sean Spears? It's not. It's, uh, they said his name. I can't remember right now. But it's not. Yeah, he was, he wrestled on Dark a few times, and during Dark, uh, that's when Brody Lee came out and, like, uh, recruited Recruited him. Yeah. Um, the next we had MJF versus Marco Stunt. Uh, it was nice to see MJF back. I think he's hilarious. Yep. Um, I've said it before. I, I don't really understand why Marco Stunt has a job. I think he put MJF over, like that whole match is why he has a job. I mean, he's not the, I think he, he could hire any jobber and have him each week just beat up a jobber. He is such a jobber. He like is, he just gets beat up every week. Like I don't, you okay, know. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you a question. What was the name of any of the people that lost whenever AEW was in the that before they went back to Florida? There's there's all jobbers. They all yeah. lost constantly. None of no one cared about any of them. Lee a, was the one guy's name. What was it? Lee Johnson. All right, so there's one. Um, people like Marco Stunt. There's an underdog aspect. He's he's a he's an old fashioned you know like enhancement guy that people that can get a like. I think that match made MJF a bigger heel. Like whenever he takes. Marco stunts hand and puts it up his nose and puts it in his mouth. Like yeah. they sell, he sells that stuff. Well, like, yeah, I mean, MJF is, is great. I mean, I like it, but yeah, I, I don't know. He's just so awkward looking to me. It just looks like someone's beating up a kid, you know, like it doesn't yeah. just looks like someone's beating up this little kid. You know, like my son walked in a room and was like, why is MJF beating up that kid? First, he doesn't call him MJF. He calls him. Is that that guy? Ken hates. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's how he refers to him. Um, so, yeah, MJF's good. And then I like that, you know, they're, him and Jungle Boy should be pretty good at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it should be pretty decent. And then, um, of course, it looks like we're going to get Wardlow and um, Luchasaurus here, here pretty soon, which should be good as well. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, so then you had Jake Roberts and Arn Anderson talking. Fast-forwarded through it. Yeah, I, I watched part of it, and then I was like, this is boring. Like, you know none of these guys are going to start, like, fighting or anything. They're both 90, and they can't do anything. So, just kind of skipped I didn't get, like, the whole, like, I don't know. There's a lot of it I just was, I had, like, I just wasn't a fan of. So, I was, just fast forward through it. I, I think they're both were great in their prime, but now I don't need to see a promo between the two of them. Like, just doesn't about people that aren't even in the match and they're they're trying to hype up the Mike Tyson connection the match I'm like yeah. I, I don't care like so I fast forward it yeah they're big on the Mike Tyson stuff um then we, it was good to see Pac doing a promo from uh England yeah wearing his Neville outfit and having his mask on and all his craziness um then that led into Ray Phoenix versus Orange Cassidy which I thought was so much fun it was an amazing match the, uh, this the match made it so much fun when Ray was going to snipe him again and Cassidy uh, stepped back once and just moved out of the way. And like for the first three minutes of match was just casually stepping out of the way, frustrating Ray. Um, but really funny, really, really, really entertaining. Yeah. But with a 
big downside on the end of this match. Oh, what the the ending? Like whenever Lake Phoenix hurt. Oh, is he legit hurt? I didn't hear he's anything about that. Hurt, and they're not saying how bad it is, but he's legit hurt, and he might not be in that match now. That uh, you know, the uh, battle royal, whatever they were gonna do. It's that ladder match for that. I don't know. I, don't know if was, I mean, if everyone saw this move, but like everybody was kind of doing crazy shit, and the best friends were out, and all these wrestlers were out. Jimmy Havoc and and everyone, Cole Cabana and stuff, and um, Ray Phoenix climbed i don't know what he was thinking like he kind of did like an extra twist in the air and then landed nowhere near them if you see that yeah. landing he comes straight down on his shoulder yeah and it, and i was i thought maybe he just landed on his back and got the wind knocked out of him because he did look like he was you know yeah it, he, he was hurt from what i understand is um, he was hurt, and then I'll mention some of the other injuries here as we get through the matches. But okay. it looked brutal. It looked brutal. I mean, I, I know I know Ray is like crazy and does all that, but like you got to watch a, a little bit. Like that that at the end there wasn't really needed. Like the match was already good. It was already over. Mm-hmm. He went really high. I mean, he he. I don't know what he was trying to do, but it was bad, and it, it looked like it hurt. So that'll suck if he's out for a while, because I was happy to have him back. Yeah. Because we talk uh, many times. The dude is super talented. Oh, yeah. Super talented. Yeah. Um, next, we have um, we had the women's match. In this, in this match, Britt Baker got hurt. Oh, yeah. She hurt her knee. Yeah. They're not sure how severe it was. Um, the, I fast forward through a lot of this. I really wasn't too interested in it. I watched this match. It wasn't bad. I think my favorite spot was whenever Britt Baker didn't want to tag in. So Nia, uh, I almost called her Nia Jax. Um, Nyla Rose grabbed her by the throat and like said, you're and like tagged her into the match. Um, so I, I gotta say like Nyla Rose from last week, whenever she smacked Sheeta in the head with the, the thing and said, I found your cane, bitch. And that was great. Like that's what I, that's how she should be going forward like you know what when you see nyla rose cut a promo trying to be this like big heel that's like intimidating and then you see nia Jax do it you can see the difference like it's just you know like one is like trying to be like cute and kiddish and like nyla rose is like no i'm gonna beat the shit out of you like that's how you should be in that situation so yeah i was impressed that chris statlander picked her up and put her on her shoulders Oh yeah, well Chris Satlander's a beast. Yeah, she doesn't mess around. Um, and then we had um, Matt Hardy, who I'm so sick of being in every like main event on AEW these past couple weeks. Um, versus Sammy Guevara, I don't understand why this is three weeks in a row now. You haven't even seen Sean Spears wrestle on AEW. Sean Spears, Sean Spears had the second best. He did. He had that. He had that little SSN thing that he did, and uh, that little promo that he did, which was funny, which didn't make sense because he's like, Dustin Rose is gonna retire, but I'm gonna fight him, you know, and all that stuff he was saying. Like, but why isn't he wrestling? The guy's there. I think he just wrestles on dark. I don't understand what they're doing. He doesn't even wrestle on dark. He doesn't even wrestle on dark. He just is like cutting these promos that you that follow him and his wife on Instagram and are always working out every day and doing all this stair yeah. climb and all this stuff. I, I don't understand why he's not used. I think this character they're kind of developing where he's like a smart ass and like I like the Sean Spears network stuff. Like 
I, I thought it was similar and he was I thought it was good. And I like the fact he's like, oh well if I just make a match, then that means I have to make a match because you're expecting it now. So I'm gonna wrestle Dustin Rhodes. Like I'm like yeah. I'm fine with it because he's been talking shit on him and Cody. I'll tell you what, he better beat him. Because, I mean, if, if you're going to make Dustin take another win over someone that needs a win in Spears, who is a guy who's young and talented and someone they can build off and, and do with, if he loses to freaking Dustin, that's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, they should. this should be part of the, is Dustin going to retire? Like, yeah. Cody's not going to help him, stuff like that. Like, yeah. so. Um, and then Hardy beat. Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is another one that never wins ever on this show unless he tags with Jericho. Um, he loses constantly. I uh, like his one reversal of the twist of fate where he caught him, like did a handstand. Mm-hmm. It was it was good. Like there's some stuff that's good on here, but uh, it is. I'm just not. It's just not like you know. I watched it. This show is like different for me. It's not your WWE show. And when I see like Matt Hardy winning and Matt Hardy being the main thing, it feels too WWE for me. Like I, I just don't want to see him uh, there. You know what I mean? I'd rather see like oh, Sammy Guevara. Get, I know they're not going to give him the win over it because Hardy's their bigger star right now. But, you know, I'd rather see Kenny Omega in that spot. People I, you know, you're not used to seeing. And I, I just don't get the Matt Hardy craziness that people think it's so wonderful when it's the same shit I've seen over and over. But it ended great because the ending was, was hilarious, especially the, the, the best thing I think of Wednesday night was Hangman Page running 100 yards for a clothesline. <laughs> it was, like, unbelievable. I mean, uh, like, you could see it in the distance. And I was just – what I was wondering if he was there. And, A – or A, I was wondering if there, and B, I was wondering if he was going to show up on a horse. I thought he was going to come riding across the field on a horse. I thought I really, so too. But then when he's just, you just see him running from like the in cowboy boots and jeans. Yeah, in a dress shirt. In a dress shirt, doing a hundred yard dash, just to help him. It was, it was great. It was good to see him back. I'm glad he's back. Uh, it's good that the Bucks are back. So that was good to have them all return. I like that they saved him for the end too. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a little stupid that the Bucks, when they first came out of the thing, were wearing masks. Well, like, they got to sell their merch, man. They got to sell their merch. And they instantly fell off, you know. But um, Nick Jackson, or uh, Matt Jackson, got injured in this ma- in this segment. Oh, really? Yeah, he hurt his um, hamstring, I think, or something like that. Doing one of those jumps. They said it's not confirmed if he's going to miss Saturday, but they're not too sure. So th- three big injuries for them that night. Wow. It's unfortunate. Well, I almost feel like this is a time where you can have some injuries. Well, I honestly think that that's that stadium stampede match. That's getting recorded like today or tomorrow. Yeah. Just, well, maybe that wouldn't be good, especially if he's hurt. Yeah. Maybe wait till Saturday. And if the, he is hurt, I don't know who you replace him with. I think that you can get around that match with him being hurt by just having them take him out early. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's enough schmoz going on. I really think that that match was meant to be like recorded. You watch all the, like, it's going to yeah. be almost like the Hardy, the Hardy compound match. Yeah. Or so or much the, hard match. Yeah. Yeah. So. so let's go through it. Um, and we'll, and we'll talk, we'll do some predictions. Um, so you have to buy in on the show. You have private party versus the best friends. I think the best friends take this because they're hot right now. Yep, I agree. Um, then you have Dustin versus Sean Spears. I hope that God Sean Spears kills him. Agreed. Agreed. 
Britt Baker versus Statlander might be on hold, depending on how Britt Baker is, but I could see her finally getting a win here. I think this is going to be Statlander. I think they're building towards the power of Statlander versus Nia, uh, Nyla Rose. So um, I think this is going to be Statlander either way. So, All right. Um, how about MJF versus Jungle Boy? MJF's winning this match. He's going to be undefeated. It's going to, like, the chicken shit heel, and it's going to maybe Marcus. set up um, Wardlow, go down Wardlow versus Lut- or Luchasaurus, or, you know, a tag between the two of them. That's whenever MJF is going to get his loss. It's going to be because Wardlow um, gets pinned. So You don't think you put him against Mox? Who? Because they're both undefeated. MJF versus Mox are both technically undefeated this year. Or um, in a- I don't think you're going to see that yet. I bet you don't see that until there's a crowd. I think you can do more dark order versus Mox, him running through everyone, you mm. know, I, you know, fighting a stable, that kind of stuff. Then you have the casino ladder match where the AEW world champion title shot. Uh, you got Darby, Cabana, Orange, Ray, possibly Scorpio, Sky, uh, Saban, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and a mystery competitor. So this is where you think this is Drew Gulak. It could be. I, I think it's a good choice. You know, a good chance. Um, also think Wardlow, since Luchasaurus is in it, um, yeah, can show up as well. Um, also, maybe to replace Ray Phoenix if he's hurt. Maybe. Or also, you could see MJF sneaking in um, into that and winning that chip. So that's how he gets his title shot. Um, I don't know if they're going to do it like Money in the Bank rules, where you can cash in your chip whenever. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Then you got, um, you have, um, well, you have the stadium stampede Hardy and the elite versus the inner circle. Who do you think wins this one? Inner circle. I wouldn't be surprised if Hardy turns on the elite or they lose. And then like, this is where, uh, you know, hangman does something. It's kind of further that storyline. I just think it's too early. You know, this is, you almost got to do, if you're going to do the war games match later on, you got to have them all get beat up now to, uh, uh, you know, this is a good heel win, I think, right yeah. now in the storyline. So, yeah. Um, who do you like in the women's championship match? Nyla Rose or Sheeta? It's a no, uh, no DQ, no count out. Uh, Nyla Rose wins it. I think that she'll win it by, you know, putting her through a table or something. She'll get, you know, it'll be a good match, but Nyla Rose is keeping it, uh, keeping this belt for a little bit. Okay. I agree. Um, how about AEW TNT Championship, Cody versus Lance Archer? I really want Cody to get it. I feel like, but, you know, if I was booking this, I'd have Lance Archer win it. But, you know, my heart says I want Cody to win a belt and have, a, like, I think being a face of the company, he needs to have a title. He's there every week. Yeah. You know, you know I think he's a very, it's like an old school mentality where the booker puts the belt on himself because he knows that no one else can disappoint, you know, like, it's yeah. all on him anyways. I feel like that's where you kind of have this kind of mindset. But I can yeah. see them still putting on Arn Archer. So you have a good guy with Moxley has the belt. Well, you know, we could, we'll get yeah. that later, but like Cody, I'd like to see Cody win the belt. I would like to see Cody win the belt too, but I think he's going to, I think Cody's real big on 
bringing these guys in and being like, well, we'll give you championships and we'll do this, you know, making promises. I agreed. I agree. Um, then you have um, the title, the AEW World Championship, Moxley versus Brody Lee. I think Moxley's going to win, but I don't want him to win. I agree. Like, if I was my choice, not just to have, like, titles change hands, I'd like to see Brody Lee. I like a heel with the belt. I'd mm-hmm. like a story of a of a baby face having to, you know, overcome the odds and, and climb through. But he just kind of did that with the inner circle, so I can see them not want to do it again. So yeah. I can see – I'd want Brody Lee to win, but I can I can see how, you know, Moxley's going to win. I think there's got to be some kind of disqualification here. I don't think you can have clean here. I think that, like, if you're going to have clean, then Brody Lee wins with, like, distraction from them, and they take the, actually the belt off him. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you don't do that, you can't have Moxley just pin this guy where he, Brody Lee hasn't fought anyone yet. He beat up Marco Stunt and two other jobbers. You yeah. can't have him just already. I know they're like, well, Brody Lee's 4-0. He's not 4-0. He's 4-0 against nobody. Like, his real, first real match can't be that Moxley just beats him straight up. This has yeah. to be a disqualification. This has to be like the Dark Order just beats the shit out of Moxley and Brody Lee takes the belt still and still has it. Then you can continue the feud. Uh, you know, or do something like that. Like, he, he can't take a loss. Or, wow, what a letdown the Exalted One is if he just straight up loses already. Like, Agreed. What's the power of the Exalted One if you're already, you're done? You know, it's kind of booking into a corner a little bit here. You know, it's like too soon maybe with this. You know, I would have rather seen Moxley, like, have to fight maybe other members to get to him. But, you know, circumstances mm-hmm. being what it is, it's a tough scenario. Agreed. You know, it'll be interesting to see how they decide to do it. But Yeah. So that was that. Um uh, the last thing we had was, you know, it was the final episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Did you happen to get a chance to watch it? I did not have a chance to watch it yet. It was it was pretty good, pretty intense. That's what I hear. I hear there's a lot of people that either know him or were close to the family that had to watch this in parts because it's pretty, yeah, pretty gut wrenching. So pretty gut wrenching. The own heart story. Um, Justin, you know who Owen Hart is. I'm sure you're familiar with what happened to him. Yeah. You know, the details that they told were, um, you know, they had the, they had the referee who okay. uh, did the match. And he said, you know, he was standing in there while they're playing the Blue Blazer video package. And he was holding onto the rope and was like sweeping debris out of the rope from the last match. I don't know. It was like a broken pieces or something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said he heard the words look out from someone. It was Owen yelling look out. Uh-huh. And then. He just like l- kind of glazed that way, and he felt like the breeze of Owen's body going by his head. And then he said he just felt the rope shake, and he knew he hit the rope. And then he turned over and looked and was like, "Oh my God! Like, why are you on the floor?" Uh, you know, it was it was crazy. He said then you know he wasn't moving. Jr. told an interesting story that like you know. When he when it happened, he didn't realize, um, you know, what was going on. Jerry Lawler went and checked on him. Then Jerry Lawler came back and, like, live on air was like, it's bad. It doesn't look good. It's bad. And then Jr. kept saying, this isn't a storyline. This is real. This is real life. And then it went quiet, and they were showing the ring, and they were showing fans. They were showing video packages. And then he said it was like – I forget who he said came on then and said – Kevin Dunn came on and said – 
Owen Hart's dead. Uh, you got to tell everybody. And you're back in 10, 9, 8. And he was like, what? Like, floored by it. You know, it was like, had to go live, like, right there in 10 seconds and say, uh, folks, yeah, he's dead. You know, crazy. Crazy spot for him to be in. Um, he didn't want to do it, is what he told JR. He didn't like it. He was scared of heights. Um, big confusion over, like, the, the, the company that was hired to do it was a different company, not the rigging company that they did before. And they weren't using, like, a regular, like, harness carabiner. They were using, like, a sailboat one that's supposed to, like, clip and release the rope so it, like, releases real quick. And it, it was... It was crazy. They showed you the actual one that was holding him and how easy it was to, like, unlatch it. They really didn't get into, like, what they think happened or what the police said. They just said that, you know, there was a lawsuit. She got $18 million. And, uh, yeah, you know, another one that's just kind of, like, dumped on the McMahons a little bit for it. But, you know, there's also the aspect of it that a lot of members – she's not close with a lot of members of the Hart family at all. They don't like her, and she don't no. like them. And – uh. You know, I guess she got on and, you know, I, I wish they would have interviewed other members of the Hart family to see what they had to say, because like this was just like through her voice. And she said, like, the other members of the Hart family didn't like this and they tried to sabotage me investigating. That's because they kissed Vince McMahon's ass and all want to have jobs there. And she said, but um, that's the only reason they're, they're like that. But I wish they would have got like from the Hart side, because I read a couple articles from uh, other members of the Hart family that said, like, she had issues before this happened and she never liked the business and always wanted to like, and you know, things about her with money and different things like that. So I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to believe. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know any of the story to make a judgment call on who's right and who's wrong, you know, but it was, uh, all through her eyes and through her son, you know, and they're pretty, and I guess a lot of Hart family has tried to get, um, him in the hall of fame. She won't let it happen. She doesn't want him to have anything to do with WWE. Like yeah. he's in like he's in the Lou Fez Hall of Fame, one of like the like a wrestling Hall of Fame that's that like doesn't have an actual. I can't remember the name of it now, but uh, he's he's been you know uh, remembered in one Hall of Fame, but she doesn't want him to have anything to do with WWE. And I can understand that because like. As yeah. a company, you, you get in that Hall of Fame, then you have to sign a Legends contract. So then he's going to show up in, like, everything. And then they're going to, like, p- pretty much just make a ton of money off him. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, with shirts and, and video games and, you know, he's going to be in everything and, you know, on a cup and whatever they want to put him on. And mm-hmm. I can get why she doesn't want that to happen because if she truly feels like that they're responsible for his death, like... And I also get the flip side on some members of the Hart family that, like, in the article I was reading, it was one, I don't know who it was, if it was one of the brothers of him or someone, and they were like, he was an amazing talent. They were like, you should be able to see him spotlight on, they he, on like, WWE programming, and, and, like, kids nowadays should know who he is, and they should see videos of him. He should be in video games so kids can be like, wow, this guy was really entertaining. I want to watch videos about him. I want to see stuff on the network about him, you know, like, and they're mad that, like, his legacy isn't getting shown, that he's just known for, oh, he's that wrestler that died now, yeah. you know. He's not that wrestler that did all these amazing things, so... 
I don't know. It's a very personal matter mm-hmm. between the family and the wife and the kid and the son. So, you know, you're not, it's not really our place to make a judgment call on who's wrong or right. It's just it's very unfortunate altogether because Owen Hart, uh, when you watch some of these old clips, I mean, you forget how damn good this guy was. Oh, I know. You know, like you forget. Like, And that was one of the things that Jericho pointed out on it that made sense. He said at the time in 1998, he said there was no one left in that company at that time that could keep up with him. He said, like, Sean wasn't wrestling. Brett was gone. Brett left. He said, you know, um, Razor was gone. He was, like, naming different people like that. He said they were all gone. He said they didn't know what to do with him. They said they were doing goofy gimmicks and having different funny stuff and trying to do the comedy angle. They were like, if he would have survived just one more year, like got through that, he was like, think about it. And like Jericho said, Edge was coming in, Orton was coming in, Rock, he was naming all these different people. He's like, imagine the matches he would have had with some of these guys. He was like, he said, that's the part that uh, I have the hardest with. He was like, you know, he was really ahead of his time. Yeah. It's true. Like it would have been, it would have changed that whole attitude era, having him be with that company in in his prime, like in not having to be in in anyone's shadow, just being yeah. himself. Yeah. Because when they were showing you old stuff of like him wrestling and like some of these old things back in like seventies and eighties or whatever, and like or whatever it was, and he's like flipping and diving and doing all the stuff that like guys do now. And it's like, yeah. wow, Owen was doing all that way back then. Like, man, I never noticed that. They never let, really let him do a lot of that in the WWE. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sad one, uh, sad story. My kids all watched it with me and were like, wow, this happened? I'm like, yeah, this, is, this really happened. It's messed yeah. up. Crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that was about it. Um, no more of those going forward, but we might be working on something new for you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk it out later and maybe do a little, something a little after the week in review. We'll talk about some other stuff. Yep. So there you go. Have a good week, everybody, and hang in there. Take care. And we will talk to you later on. All right, everybody. Good night.